Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Tis the Custard TV Podcast, the place on the web to get all the latest TV news, previews, interviews and reviews, but in audio form. Um, I, I knew this would happen because, you know, we've been doing the podcast for a while and uh, we've we've gained some notoriety and some, some famousness and one of us has turned to drug use. What? Matt, you're a little. You've overdosed today. I have here. today, yeah, yeah. Oh. Just a little bit. I had a bit of a trip. About a tablet trip. Because <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd sort of combined Hedex and Sudafed, so it, it was oh, a bit. Oh, God, of a... that's heady. Picture yourself in a boat on a river with tangerine trees. And I'm only halfway through the Jimi Hendrix bio- biography, but I think that's what did him in toward the end. I feel like I need to watch a BBC Three documentary. Just one. Yeah. <laughs> BBC Three Headaches: The Hidden Truth. The real killer. I should explain, in case you're new to the podcast and you. You know, you don't know who is taking drugs and who isn't. Um, my name's Luke. I'm the editor and runner of the website, com. Hello. Uh, Gary's in the no-snowing capital. Drug-free since 63. And high as a kite. <laughs> um, it's Matt in the north. Did you say till s- since 63? <laughs> I was trying to think of a year that ended in three, that was all. <laughs> you could have looked any year that ended in I three. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Luke, Gary and Matt Talking telly On the Custard TV Podcast um, And uh, as I say Her as a car in the north It's Matt Ew. See you are it's You've come down You've come down You're I've still come on down, a road. Yeah. I'll tell you what It did it for me Was Maltesers That seemed to Oh Level if out. only there had been Maltesers In Jimi Hendrix days <laughs> <laughs> We don't it know there wasn't We don't know point. there wasn't he obviously um, didn't like them, though. Could have had Hershey's or whatever. Have you heard this story where they've done a, a, a lawsuit in America that prevents certain shops from carrying, like, British chocolates, like Cadbury's uh, and that? Why is why? that? Um, because Hershey's have, Hershey's have got a similar, like, blend that's sort of faux mm. dairy milk. Have they done what that woman did in The Apprentice? Have they gone and offered exclusivity to certain boroughs, <laughs> certain uh, boroughs. in America? But as well, uh, they're not allowed to sell toffee crisps because the the packaging is too much like the peanut butter cups. It's a TV-based podcast. <laughs> where we, where we talk. <laughs> 
Well, we've covered <laughs> drugs and chocolate so far. And now, and we'll now we all need to do roll. rock and roll. Um, Gary is about to go, west. Before he does, I'll just run us through the news because I don't think I'm going to be talking an awful lot this podcast. Rejoice. Uh, Channel 4 have given the Undateables a fourth series. Uh, you'll see that in 2016. And Catastrophe, their comedy, which we'll talk about in a bit, a second series. Kelly Hoppen of Dragon's Den is no longer of Dragon's Den, at least at the end of this series. Uh, we should just check occasionally. Matt, are you, are you still there? Are you with us? I'm with you. Okay, if you feel a low coming on, if you, if you start seeing <laughs> I dancing bears... I always feel a low coming on when I talk to you, just... Type something interesting into the document and we'll, yeah. we'll call 999. Uh, the axe has fallen on uh, BBC One's Atlantis. It's a, sort of a, it's a very peculiar show uh, that's on Saturday evenings. It, I don't really know who it's for. I don't know who its target market is, but it's irrelevant because it's finishing at the end of this series. But it never sort of found its groove, I don't think. I think no, like, there was a lot of people who were sort of saying that the tone was a little bit too dark for, like, the family slot. Like, mm. I mean, Merlin had sort of tendencies as it went on for the sort of the darker elements, but when it started, it was quite, you know, breezy for the first It built that, though, didn't it? Yeah. As you say, it, it mm. built up to that, yeah. I suppose it took its all... As its audience grew, it sort of grew up, whereas this started quite dark. And as well, the sort of the Greek mythology is a bit sort of deeper. You know, it's a bit... You know, history-based, yeah. rather than sort of, like, Merlin was a lot of the magic and stuff like that. And Saturday night, they always have a, I've got casualty that they need. You know, that's been a bastion uh, of Saturday night for 20-odd years. Course. So that's yeah, always got to be there. And they've got the lottery as well, haven't they? So they've got... They haven't got a lot of space to fill, as whereas ITV mm. have. Yeah. I, I wish think. they'd try... I've been saying it for a while, but I wish they'd just attempt putting on a, a new sort of drama on a Saturday mm. night. Just mm. just see how it does. They don't have to stick with it. They can, you know, drop no, it if it's I, a problem. I mean, as I've said before, I don't see the need for both Casualty and Holby. Really or either. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't see the point for either one. <laughs> um, okay. Or, or um, Netflix. Netflix? No, we'll go for Netflix. <laughs> because Netflix is a special uh, weighing machine you can buy to uh, flex your is that, muscles Is on. that not like the gymnastics section of Netflix? <laughs> Netflix? <laughs> that's that's is, where um, they show Back to the Future every half hour. No, Netflix. And Netflix is where they got all their information in the 1990s. Uh, Let's try this one. Netflix. There you go. Uh, uh, we all, uh, they already have massive success with AMC's Breaking Bad. In fact, I can't believe that that did so well purely off of Netflix. So it seems appropriate that the prequel slash sequel slash comedy slash drama slash show on its own uh, is coming slash. to Netflix. Uh, it's called Better Call Saul. It's coming on Monday the 9th of Feb and then Tuesday the 10th of Feb and then weekly from then on and that is basically the same day as AMC show it in the States. Mm. Uh, Gary? Yeah? Could you go west for me? Certainly. Play the music. of three of the pilots from last week's Amazon pilot series. I haven't managed to watch them all, but of the three I've watched, uh, the best is The Man in the High Castle. 
I say it's the best. It's not the best pilot, but this has the best potential out of the three. Um, this is based on the Philip K. Dick book of the same name, and it's about an America where the Nazis won the war. Half the country is owned by the Nazis, half by the Japanese. It's very good. There's no real big names in it, but it's certainly got an atmosphere. It has a, bunch, a lot of conspiracy. It has a lot of I really liked it. Uh, the second uh, was a television series, and I'm going to have to be very careful how I say this. Cocked. 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 Uh, it's a comedy drama. Uh, it stars Jason Lee, who was most recently in My Name is Earl. In fact, he was Earl. A comedy drama. I say comedy because it's got... Jason Lee plays a very funny character in it. Uh, it's about a family who make guns and the, the errant black sheep of the family who went off and got a master's degree and is working with his family in another part of America. The gun company go look as if they're about to go under. He comes back in and helps out and eventually decides to move there. It, it, there's a lot of art, drama and action again in this one, um, a number of chase scenes. And at the end, you get a very good sort of teaser trailer about the fact that the phone call that eventually led to the possibility of this gun company going down came from within the gun company. So they've set things up rather nice. The last uh, was a bit of a disappointing, was a a, a program called Salem Rogers, which has got a subtitle of something like Model Behaviour or something. It's about a 1980s supermodel who's been in rehab for 10 years, coming out and trying to make her way in the world again. It's a comedy, but not with that many then. Laughs. Uh, I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, I don't think if that got made to a series, I'd be watching it. Uh, but again, it was well made. A lot of the, I tell you what, all these Amazon pilots, there's no shoddiness. Um, there's certainly not low budget either. They're all made of quite high quality. Uh, there's three more that I've got to watch, which hopefully I'll feedback at another week. It's not really American, uh, but I'm mentioning it here because I want to. Uh, Sky One, <laughs> Sky, Sky are making their first blockbuster drama they've made other dramas before mad dogs and things like that but this is the first one that you can really say they've thrown an awful lot of money into it's called fortitude and it's based around a tranquil arctic town that's created and how a murder shocks the close-knit community it's got a big huge named cast stanley tucci michael gambon richard dawner christopher eccleston and of course sophia grable of the killing do you know Uh, my best my best fortitude my favorite thing about fortitude already i've not seen it in the u.s it's it's on a channel called pivot which i just think is really reminds you that that friends episode where Where they can't get the sofa down the pivot we got pivot Very quickly before I come east, uh, that's the end. Of the sub- that's the end. That's the end of Gary Goes West. Play okay. the music, Matt. If you're not, not Hello. that we condone drug use at all, but um, I would like you to walk us through the reviews. We will start with um, Broadchurch. Luke, have you watched at four? No. No. Okay. He quite enjoyed this one after sort ah. of being down. Being down on uh, Ep three, I thought it was a lot better, better paced, and it yeah. sort of continued the storyline a bit. Uh, Luke, you'll be pleased that uh, Pauline Quirk and her dog were back in this one. They, kept, I liked, they did a good job of keeping that quiet. Ooh, I'd say. I did like how the dog came through the door for it. Sort of built up, didn't it? That um, 
Tom was in the caravan yeah. and you heard knocking, then the dog came running through and then Paul was working. The yeah, yeah, was, that was really well done. And also, as, as Luke predicted, uh, Sean Dooley's got a, a bit more to do now as the dad of the girl who was murdered in, in Sandbrook. As well, the um, story with Beth trying to set up a charity in Danny's name and... and uh, that was interesting. And... I wasn't sure where that will go to. I'm mm. not sure if that's a plot line like, or if that's... I, I yeah. like that because it's sort of a smaller thing away from all this big drama because, as I was saying last week, at mm. its heart, Broadchurch is about a small town where this big thing happened and you would expect these characters to want to do these things and I like the fact that they were suggesting about you know a charity to rehabilitate sex offenders mm. and obviously she shot that down. And for me, that was one of the best scenes in the episode. One thing I, I, I picked up on the Radio Times mentioned was how long is it going to take Lee Ashworth to make that blooming fence? Well, also, you, have to, you kind of have to wonder why is he making the fence as well. So there is a kind of, uh, there is a kind of thing there that you kind of worry why, why on earth he's doing it. So, he just um, likes fences and chopping well, wood. And of course, who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> Um, what else from this episode uh, I really liked was the fact that you did actually get some answers to some of the things that you were looking for in Sandbrook. So that, okay. that just quickly, Matt, so that's, that's reignited your interest. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it more. As I said last week, I was really... It was plodding for me last week. It was a struggle to get through. But I think there was enough different stuff going on. There was the stuff... There was there was just enough courtroom. There wasn't as much courtroom this week. There was a bit of Sam Brook. There was a bit, you know, with Pauline Quirt's character coming back. So, so bit... did you care then? Because the big thing. Yeah, was you yeah. Didn't I care. think they've moved it on a bit now. There's more anticipation for the next episode. That they're putting it in a different direction, and I'm I'm interested enough to carry on. Have has Luke seen Suspect? Luke has. Okay, um, and, I, and I always relish the opportunity to talk about myself in the first person. Uh, has well. Gary? No, no, I've not seen Suspects. It's not. I, I saw. No, you say I Gary I hasn't. The, I, I, I saw. <laughs> I saw the say. first episode. I think of the. Uh, shut up. Gary saw the first episode of the first series and didn't <laughs> think it was for him. Um, I think that Suspects has actually come on a lot since that first series. I mean, this is series three. Their series now seem to consist of four episodes, two two part. Um, stories, which I think uh, is a good idea. This first episode was um, about a killing, and or not a killing at first, it was a, a stabbing, wasn't it, at a college. Is this the one you watched mm. as well, Luke? Yes, that's the um, one I saw. Yeah, and as it went on, obviously, as the title would suggest, there were more suspects came to fruition. Ooh, clever, clever. What, what I do like about this is it's sort of, as we've said before, uh, a lot of it is improvised dialogue. The the three actors, which all oh, favourite, play Damien Maloney, and I'm not sure of the other one. Um, is it Gary, something like know? Claire Claire Hope Ashley or something like that? Gary will yeah, probably know. Yeah, yeah, Claire Hope Ashley. Yeah, definitely. That's her. Uh, <laughs> um, they Double get barreled. I know that. If he's they, rubbish they with get... one name, he's not going to be good with three, is he? They get <laughs> a. Like a skeleton script to work from, so the you know the dialogue seems more realistic. It's filmed, he's outnumbered but... with murders. Yeah, isn't and it, really? it's filmed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's, that made it's me fil- laugh. It, it's filmed quite quick. The turnover of each episode is quite quick. 
you know, where they film it is almost like a disused office building or something, and they just put up all their, you know, their sets. I really enjoyed it, as as we said about Broadchurch. I think this was a lot more gripping. It moved along quite quickly, and it had it was something different. You know, we're like Silent Witness. It's all big production values, and this mm. is almost the antithesis to this. I don't know what you thought, Luke. Yeah, I'll admit, I mean, I did watch the first episode of Series 1, like Gary and yourself, yeah. all those years ago. Uh, all those years ago, last year. Like, last year, all those <laughs> last year ago, I was I kind of saw what they were doing, but it just mm. didn't grab me. I only watched this on your say so in a mm. in a non podcast recorded. Conver- I mean, I record our conversations. I don't just put them out on the website. <laughs> whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> no, that's not. That's not. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, just and in case uh, it comes be- off in the sample. Well, no, case. because the the rash. It was the rash. I was Gary's rash. I was worried about. That's why. I was, that's what started it. But um, <laughs> so I sort of I I think it helped knowing the style because the style mm. can be a little bit off-putting to start with. Mm. But it it did. I don't know whether I don't know whether grip me is the right word, but it certainly mm. kept my attention. It kept me interested. I wanted to know what was going to happen. I liked how realistic it felt. I think the camera works a little bit mm, frustrating dark. at times. But I think it's the closest you could get a drama can get to like 24 hours in police custody. It yeah, just feels yeah. very... I would agree. Very stripped back. And I, I, I think it, what it does, it does quite well. And it should be applauded for. And five seem to have been getting on board with it. Keep recommissioning it. But yeah, I mean, it must yeah. be... Must be dirt cheap for them to make anyway. Really, it is. Well, I don't think they've got enough budget to make like a big, bud- you know, a big sort of silent witnessy broadchurch, yeah. something like that. Uh, and the actress's name is almost right, Claire Hope Asherty. So I was only a couple. Oh, of see. Ah, uh, yeah. God, I'll give you a name <laughs> and you screw it up. We'll quickly uh, cover some uh, reality TV. Uh, the Voice continued. Uh, Gary, anything to say? Not really. I, I I thought I thought this was a, a, a another good episode. Again, yeah. did, this one did feel a little bit long, uh, mm. an hour and a half. Did feel a little bit. I, again, I still feel an hour is, is the tops. But again, there was some good there were some good people on there. And again, what I was surprised by is the number of people that don't get turned. Mm. Um, uh, the guys and, and, and how they're treating was that the, was this week's celebrity well, that, of sorts. Yeah. In the and, words and, of inverted commas. Yeah. Oddly, he bought Les Battersby from Coronation Street along with him. <laughs> I, I put I put a brilliant tweet out, um, and which was um, he appears to put a muppet with him and a bloke with a puppet in his hand. And uh, also, yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> he got right six about... retweets, you scumbags. <laughs> I've yeah. also seen um, this coming week's one, and I think for me it's the strongest one in terms of talent. It's better pace. There's a lot more. Uh, the comments bits are a lot quicker, and I think this is what's dragging it down is after the performance, you get sort of far too many mm. of the comments section, which on um, X Factor and Britain's Got Talent, it's a lot more, the editing is a lot snappier, which I think is the one thing that the voice maybe can learn from those programmes. It's As you say, it's slow, but I think the reason you feel it's slow, even though, it, as you say, the 90 minutes, is I think the pace of these auditions, they take too long, even the ones that they don't put through. Moving on to uh, Celebrity Big Brother. And now, Luke, do you remember um, a couple of weeks ago we had that woman who uh, would like us to read the alphabet? 
Yes. You could listen to us being the alphabet. Well, I was going to enlist the help of uh, Alicia Duval to do that, but as me and Gary learned, uh, she's just learned the alphabet yeah. to teach her young, young daughter. You know, she had that baby in the, in the second I saw the documentary, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, she's homeschooling this girl, this the younger well. daughter. And she's, well. she, learned, she learned the alphabet so she could homeschool her child. And she's recently learned the shapes as well. Which, which all, this... all I can say is, wasn't Dappy available to help homeschool her? Alicia Duval, I like. I mean, she was evicted on. Was it Friday? She was evicted. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, last Friday. I thought she came across well in terms of Katie Hopkins. Put it, you know, she was the underdog. She was sort of trying to battle against sort of Katie Hopkins' uh, snide comments towards her. But I, I just think... thought that bit with the alphabet would just made me laugh out the, the loud. About Alicia was as soon as Jeremy Jackson and. Um... Ken Morley left. It, I think something that somebody said the group needed somebody to turn yeah, like on. Yeah, like scapegoat. Indeed, and she was the first one because of Banana Gate or however mm. you want to gate it. Uh, and I think she was a bit unlucky. And then I think her character is very much, as you say, she is the not she's much not the underdog. There, she? she's, she's not, not all there, and she uh, plays the martyr a little bit, mm, I think, as well. But cause she, I think because she's a celebrity, because no one knows she's not really a celebrity. This week's other big story was uh, Paris Hilton leaving and then coming back, like the old fake yeah. um, exit. I mean, Paris Hilton, for me, you know, is just getting a bit annoying now. Uh, a bit? Who's your favourite to win, or I, who's I, your favourite? I, I still think Cheggers is going to win. Cheggers. I think everyone's been a bit too harsh to Cheggers, like, you know, Katie Hopkins and Michelle Visage sort of slagging him off the other day. He did tell that story about his uh, ingrowing bum hair. Um, when he was oh, cycling. Yeah, anyway, was, uh, was a bit too okay. Uh, moving on, we have now uh, we'll, we'll put a couple of new dramas first. Wolf Hall. I don't know, Gary. Do you want to start on this one? This was a sort of Tudor. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. A political drama starring... Um, Damien well, Lewis. It's got a great cast, doesn't it? Mark, Mark Rylance, who's, who's a theatre uh, actor, is a Shakespearean actor, sort of took the lead as Thomas Cromwell. There was a lot of Thomases right. in this. Fans of uh, Game of Thrones will really like the fact that Jonathan Price puts in a real group performance in this. Jonathan Price in Game of Thrones? He's going to be. He's going to be playing okay. a high <laughs> So fans, so fans of Game of Thrones who haven't <laughs> seen him in Game of Thrones yet. Well, no. Fan, sh- let me spin it. Fans of Game of Thrones will be happy to know that that big role is being handled by a very, very good actor. Me and Luke were having a conversation and we were saying, like, we're not sure if you would watch this, but I thought it would be up your street because of, like, the political sort well, of I, stuff. 
certainly i think the political side of it is why i gave it a go uh, again game of thrones is very much based on british history and a lot of the things that you could see from that certainly were in this this episode or this series i also am a, a fan of the books i've read a couple of the books they're very oh, good okay. um so i'm very happy to see this series come what, to what does the wall come in it no, but the hall is definitely important. Okay. <laughs> For me, I never thought it really got going. I liked... It's uh, a slow burner. It I, is a I slow liked burner. I violence. I liked uh, Jonathan Price. I think the scene where Claire Foy was in it as Anne Boleyn was one of the better yep. ones. And you got the impression at the end that it was going to get going. I mean, yeah, I don't it... think Luke would have liked this because it sort of started and then flashed back and kept doing oh, it throughout. I, I, I was just though. about to say that the only thing that did slightly put me off, and it is a feature of the book as well, is the fact that it does flash back mm. and forward. Uh, and I found that a little confusing. But, but, but I think overall, I think BBC mm. one of the highest rated dramas it ever is for two. Ten, since Rome, I think. It's overtaken yeah. the fall. What I would say is I was surprised by the fact that Damien Lewis as Henry VIII didn't come into it. He only had one scene and he was sort of being promoted as the big star of this, you know. He's going to be more he's on, the, he's on the front of the Radio Times and stuff like that, and I was surprised with how little he was in it, seeing, you know, he's the big star name. He's just come out of an American show in Homeland. But, yeah, I, I'm interested to see, you know, what happens with the show now. He's uh, part of it, OK? Uh, moving on to another new drama, Cucumber. Did anyone else watch this? Yes. No. Luke, what did you think of Cucumber? This was Russell T. Davis's new gay drama for Channel Four. Um, I enjoyed it for the most part. I mm. thought the char- I thought the dialogue was good, and I thought the characters were good once you understood who they were mm. and got to know them a bit. I think, if I'm honest, and this might make me sound too prudish, and that's why I'm doing a podcast. No, I, in my I agree. Own. I agree. It's just yeah. it was just too explicit. But I, I think I that think, was my concern. Yeah, I think if you'd seen Queer as Folk, then you'd sort of knew what to expect. Well, I was I was prepared for it, but yeah. not only was the the you know the the you know a lot of it was explicit, but the dialogue was explicit as well. There was mm-hmm. a whole there's a whole tirade on Ryan Reynolds. There was yeah. that, and there was a whole bit about Ryan Reynolds yeah. that went on too long. Oh, was long, it the taxi office, wasn't it? Oh, was it? I might have had my eyes closed. At that point. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Because the, the, the woman who was sort of in the taxi office was getting more and more yes. interested no, as well. I do, as, I do remember that yeah. now, you what, say. What, it took me a while, I have to say, it took me a while to get into this. Where, I, mm. where it sort of clicked for me was that scene where he was sort of getting ready for his date night, listening to Kylie, and he had all these phone calls coming in about the colleague who'd sort of stolen his essay, and they'd found out that he'd done this, you know, a lot of plagiarism and stuff. And I thought it was just really well done. The editing was really well done. And I think, as you say, now you've established the characters and um, you've obviously got him now moving in with these young lads, which um, I don't know if you watched Banana as well. I didn't see Banana. To be honest, I didn't feel the need. Banana was a lot more... If you thought Cucumber was explicit, Banana was, yeah... Um, it focused on. Oh, I've forgotten the am name I, of the character I, now. Tell me though, am I a prude or, or did you think that as well? I know what you mean. I think it's in a way. I mean, this is a lot of American like HBO and stuff do this, don't mm. they? A lot. Yeah. This is. Sort but of... sometimes I feel like HBO do it because they can. You know, mm. network television mm. in the states. Yeah. It confines them so much to what they can yeah. do. Whereas I Russell mean, T I, Davis. I, 
didn't yeah. need to do it, did he? I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. The I wrong think audience. it's an. Un- I think it's unabashed. You know, it's it's sort of. It was bashed at one ha- point. This is what, what happens on a you know on a daily basis on the gay scene in Manchester, and I think as well it sort of correlates with his own life. You know, growing up now, we're sort of a generation removed from this younger, you know, lot who we once were. But they've got all the technology that we didn't have, and it sort of removed the uh, mystique of it, as as the uh, lead character said at one point. But I enjoyed Cucumber. I didn't feel compelled to watch more. Did you feel compelled to watch more? I'm certainly going to give it a go because it's something different. It is certainly, yeah. I like the feel of it, but it just for Mm. some reason it just didn't. Was you it know. the was it the sort of the sexual aspect of it, or was it what what put you off watching? It probably was it was the sexual aspect of it, but I mm. think that would probably that's not the be all and end all. That's not all no. it's about, Blake. And also, I'm interested to see what they do with um, his sister, played by uh, Haley from Coronation Street. Yeah, M- Mr. Selfridge, as I'm assuming, I'm the only person who watched this. The, th- the uh, third series of uh, the costume drama took us to 1919. Uh, this was uh, after his uh, wife, Frances O'Connor, had died to go to France and look for her missing son. Um, we saw uh, the Toynton sisters join the cast. One of the Toynton sisters got married to a Russian aviator who didn't have a Russian accent, played by the smarmy PE teacher from Waterloo Road. Zoe Wanamaker was in it as well as, as his mother, who was Russian. She did have a Russian accent, I know a that. Hammy, yeah. A hammy Russian accent. I, I feel this is grind, grinding to a halt now, and I know I've sort of talked about Call the Midwife, I've written it anyway, saying I thought that would be the end of that because a lot of it, you know, Miranda's left, Jessica Rain's left. But they've sort of given it a new lease of life, whereas Mr. Selfridge has lost Francis O'Connor and lost Catherine Kelly. And it's just sort of fallen down and they're trying to revitalise it with different stories that don't look like they're going anywhere. They're setting up sort of another villain to sort of try and bring down Selfridge, which you sort of know that they ultimately won't. It just I think it's it was time to retire it, maybe, because I enjoyed series two, but I just think Judging by this episode, it's sort of time to put it out to pasture. Have you told your friends about this podcast? No. Well, tell them now. The Custard TV, live. We'll get on to Catastrophe in a minute, but uh, first of all, Gary's watched five minutes of Southside Story on BBC Three. <laughs> yeah, and that was four minutes, 29 seconds too long. Uh, this you is supposed the first to be 30 a... seconds. Uh, well, it was it was mostly just an introduction of the skyline of South London. What's not to enjoy? Um, it, this is BBC Three's attempt to do Glee, but for an urban generation. Is that fair to say? Well, not even I Glee. I mean, you're the most ur- well, you're no, the most urban ba- out ba- of us, ba- three. Well, no. Basically, this was a, an attempt to mix drama, reality, and singing, and badly. Uh, so, a bunch of young people doing a bunch of young people's things, but occasionally singing. Uh, and in the very first scene, which was one of the only ones I managed to get through in its entirety, uh, two, girl, two guys, a guy and a girl, sorry, are interviewing dancers uh, for a, a part in what I assume is some sort of production. And the woman is the sexist one. She's asking all the boys to lift up their trousers and lift up their shirts to see their legs and their torsos. And then they sing a song. Cucumber, all over again. And then a guy comes what in. What song do they, they sing, Gary? They're a little bit frosty. 
Well, no, it's more to do with the kind of like the stuff that they're saying in the middle. Uh, and then this guy comes in who they've obviously known. They get a bit frosty, and it turns out he was in prison. And at that point, I just thought, if they sing Jailhouse Rock, I'm out of here. They won't sing Did Jailhouse they? Rock. No, they didn't. But, you they? know, I mean, oh. it was that... It was cheese. Absolute cheese. And finally, uh, Channel 4 sitcom that's already been uh, recommissioned, as we mentioned in the news, Catastrophe. Um, I think Luke should start with this one because he was the one who sort of saw it on preview and was bigging it up to uh, the other, me and Gary. Yeah, Luke? I will not. Not Gary, I knew it wouldn't be his thing. But yeah, it's a it's a um, six-part comedy. Sharon Horgan, who we loved in Pulling, um, and... And that, um, and that other thing she was in and, on BBC. And, and, and what was that? Oh, God, what was it called? What she was, was, in, what was she in, in BBC Three? It was in a prison. Oh, dead boss. Dead, dead boss. Yeah, dead boss. Very, uh, and, very uh, American, funny, guys. An oh. American comic, uh, Rob Delaney, they've written this together. It's about a pair who have a couple of one-night stands together and then end up pregnant and uh, decide that they're going to do... Pregnant. Well, yeah, well, no, they they both end up, but she ends up keeping it, um, <laughs> and and so they decide that we'll, we'll 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 you know we'll pull ourselves together and and raise the baby. They don't they don't love each other, but they like each mm. other enough to hang around one another. It's sort and of I a just... bit like knocked up, isn't it? But a more <clears> sort of charming knocks up. That is now the tagline for the entire podcast, because the TV <laughs> podcast, a more charming version of Knocked Up. Um, I, I really enjoyed this. I, I love the rhythm in Sharon Horgan's dialogue. I know she's co-written this with uh, Rob Delaney, but you can I, hear her in there. One um, thing I will episode... bring up with you... She's, she's acting it, in it, so of course you can one hear One thing it. I will bring up to you as well is that this had a bit, quite a lot of sexual stuff in it as well. I mean, yes. the first... And yeah. and you didn't have a problem with that as the one you know you had with cucumber. Well, uh, I su- uh, it's weird, isn't it? I suppose because pulling had the same as well. Mm. And yet, I, I mean, wasn't... the Tanya Frank's character in pulling yeah. was just you was know, all just about... sex on legs yeah. all the time. But I I don't I don't know why. I don't, perhaps I was sort of less. In mm. the mood sounds wrong. I'm not going to put say in the mood. <laughs> I was less ready for it. it, it is it is it fair to say? And without wanting to go too far down this line, homosexual scenes on television still are done to shock a little bit. Shock, but I, I mean, think, I think certainly this, the it, scenes in still... were more, you know, drawn out. Um, yeah. And... There was more of them. I think, uh, yeah, they kept. I think they overdid it in to- Cucumber. The tone, perhaps. the tone of the, obviously the the scenes in in Catastrophe as well were sort of more overtly comic, and mm. they sort of didn't. You know, it was all leading somewhere to obviously the pregnancy yeah. story, and I liked. I and mean, it was played was... for laughs, whereas mm. in Cucumber it wasn't. It was just mm. there for yeah. Well, because uh, they could. What I would I mean, say is... with this one. Uh, is that I re- I found it really enjoyable and funny while mm-hmm. I was watching it, but I just it sort of you know I can't really remember a lot of it now. I remember obviously the basis of the plot, and I remember the the sort of awkward scenes with the Ashley Jensen character towards the end of the, towards the end of the episode. But I, it's one that I'm going to keep up with because I, I enjoyed the characters, and it, you know it's mm. just it seems very charming, and as you say, it's, it's very much like pulling. And Gary, I, I think you'll enjoy episode two a lot more. And then it's Gary. 
I, yeah, I, it, the comedy just wasn't for me. I just didn't find it that funny. We did say, didn't we, that we... we I did what I did sure. say. I was yeah. slowly getting to like that. I, I, I think the only thing that I found reasonably funny was the fact that when he goes back to America, A, he's chatting up somebody else, and the phone number that comes off of his phone is UK Sex. I thought that was yeah. reasonably humorous. And the fact but that he the... said it was his mother and then he's outside on his knees, you know, crying or whatever because she says she's pregnant. And the woman is looking through thinking, blimey, what's going on? That's reasonably funny. But I just didn't find the rest of it that funny. I think it is the only comedy on television now. And, and it is the, the only comedy on telly worth watching at the moment. I think you'll enjoy episode two a lot more. I, will I, think, watch I think the problem two. with episode one of anything, as we've said yeah. many a time in the podcast, is the job of episode one is not only to to draw you into whatever the situation is, but they've got to introduce who people are, and mm. that. I thought there was a, a fair few laughs for uh, <coughs> for a first episode, uh, and agree, as I say, yeah, especially I really, with I... the sort of awkwardness of the dinner party with the Ashley Jensen character, and the sort of about the. Uh, her work as a um, what do you call them? Like someone who deals in um, home homeopathy, is that right? Or yeah. homeopaths. Homeopath. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's all the reviews done. Uh, previews. Does Gary want to go through some previews? Uh, on Sunday, the second series of Channel 4's The Jump starts at seven o'clock. So once again, Davina McCall and an ever-numbering growing of crippled celebrities uh, will jump off a. <laughs> That sounded awful, Matt. Also on Sunday, Our Guy in India starts on Channel 4. Uh, this is another one of those documentaries about travelling through the, the maze that is India. Uh, who's Guy Martin? Should I know him? He's a TT He's a, yeah. motorcycle uh, dude. You know the TT right. races in the Isle of Man? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's, sort so of well, he's sort of, sort of well-known for doing them. He's sort yeah. of the biggest character from the TT race. Fun fact, my stepdad actually won the TT race in the 1970s, so there you go. Classic you fact. Go. Classic and, his, fact. and his surname is also Martin, but there's no relation. We look Not so classic fact. More, more family sporting non-related uh, uh, facts from Matt. Uh, on Monday, there's a special undateable t- Weddings and a Baby, which is a catch-up after the series to see how some of the... Uh, so is, is this the uh, It Takes Two, uh, what is it, uh, <laughs> the gossip or whatever it is? Uh, no. program. Well, it's no, more no. like it takes one and a half with them. Right. Matt, that's gonna that won't get <laughs> cut just to shame you. <laughs> just to shame you. Uh, on Channel 5 that night is the highly advertised, thanks to Big Brother, yeah. 10,000 I, I feel like I've seen this already. Well, yeah, I feel I have. This is a reality show in which 20 people are travelling to a remote area of Bulgaria to experience what life would have been like in the Stone Age. Uh, the next night, which is normally known as Tuesday in this country, uh, we start a uh, documentary <laughs> about Inside the Commons. Uh, political reporter Michael Cockerell uh, presents a documentary Who? on the day-to-day life. It, Michael Cockerell. <laughs> Look him <Who>? up. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and he gives us an insight in the day-to-day life of the House of Commons. Particularly important because we're now under 100 days until the general election in this country. Good time of year to be showing Who you voted for, Gary? It's a secret ballot. I'm keeping it that way. Uh, Thursday is the return of the comeback. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) I was going to say, this is an odd one, because wasn't this around in, like, 2005, and then it got cancelled, and it's just come back in, like, 2014? But it's quite good, because it does star a B-list celebrity who is trying to find fame again, so the fact that it was cut and recommissioned probably gives it a show of interest. Uh, Friday... 
it is the final of Celebrity Big Brother, so uh, we'll only get half as much Emma Willis as we will do after they're coming forward. Big shame for all you Emma Willis But thankfully, fans. the voice is on Saturday. Uh, yeah, if you want to uh, download this podcast, then it's a free country, you know. We're not, we can't stop you. We don't advise it. It'll just clog up your hard drive. But feel free. You can download from thecustardtv.com. Or you should... Oh, I should have took a breath there. Or you can subscribe... <laughs> or you can subscribe on iTunes and get it delivered to the I, to the uh, iPod or or MP3 player of your very choice. We're not going to say MP3 which device. one. Yeah. Um, also, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at TV. If you like all the jokes that Gary has told on the podcast, see if they go any better in uh, text form when you read them and chuckle <laughs> to yourself. What is your Twitter handle, Gary? Uh, at Luke Custard TV uh, is my what? Twitter handle, uh, right. so that you can see the hilarious jokes that I write. Oh, sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Classic you comedy. Uh, at the Gary Show. And if you want to uh, find out where the HeadX and Kelpol mix, uh, you could follow... Do you know what, actually? Did it... uh, well, no, but you could try Kelpol next week. Oh, I'm not trying that again. Can, <laughs> I not suggest that. Can I suggest Night Nurse? Very good. Okay. Right now. And some... Okay. I did that because I've just got over a bout of... I don't know whether it was tonsillitis or what it was. The doctor said it was, but what does she know? She only had the medical did, training. Did you... I... <laughs> was out in 1974, though. So. I didn't. Well, no, being born oh, in 83 okay. ruined that for me. Oh, but, fair enough. Um... Fe- feeling sore since 74. Yeah. <laughs> and red raw since oh, 94. I ever said that made me laugh. Oh, dear. Yeah, that and I'm leaving the podcast team. Um, yeah, no, and I did have some adult cowpole. I didn't know they did it. I, reg- I, I was going to say I regurgitated to my early years, but I didn't. I regressed <laughs> what, what to my next? early years. What next? Are you going to have a Farley's Rusk at the end of the podcast? I hope so. <laughs> they I'm are nice. Holding man. out for a... I'm that Bonnie Tyler song, holding out for a Rusk. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Oh, and and also, if you want to, um, you can like us, facebook.com forward slash, and it's very important this, the... Custard uh. TV. Very important you remember the the. Um, and finally, to end the podcast, uh, let's let Gary sing. Oh, so, in, in, you may have noticed film people this week uh, will have uh, been going on about the fact of a return of a favourite 80s uh, science fiction supernatural type comedy. Um, uh, the gender Close Encounters of the Third Count. Don't ruin the surprise. Uh, and there was a very famous theme tune to that very famous uh, 1980s comedy, uh, which I will enhance now. I Can very much count doubt me that. In, count me in, Mr. in the North. Five, six, seven, eight. If there's something strange in your neighbourhood, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! If there's something weird and it don't look good, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! I ain't afraid of no ghost. I keep going to the river to pray Cause I need something that can wash all the pain And at most I'm sleeping all these demons away But your ghost, the ghost of you, it keeps me awake Oh, it's like, it's like she's in the room. My friends, had you figured out? Yeah, they saw what's inside of you. You tried how to love you, but your evil was coming through. These eyes sitting on the wall, they watch every move I make. Bright lies living in the shade. Your cold makes my spirits fake. Oh, 
Wow. That was almost as good as I thought it would be. Take care. Bye. Bye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.